Hello, everyone. Peace and blessings to all of you. Welcome to Quantum Nurse Freedom International live stream. And we're threesome today, all health professionals coming together, featuring the one and only Dr. Eric Nipute. <laughs> he's not a stranger to us, so to you, to our audience, he's not a stranger. And of course, to all those in health and wellness uh, aspirations, professionals, doctors, nurses, and, and you know, regular men and women who likes to be healthy, you've heard his name. His name is a buzzword already in social media for all the reasons, okay? Some of them you may not like the reason, but it's all good. In general, it's all God's blessings that people are coming together, things are coming out. So welcome again, Dr. Eric Nipute. Well, thank you very much as always. I love being with you. Love the organization, all the people that follow you. Just it's a blessing to be here. So I'm, I'm happy. And to repeat what he has done for his profession, he's got a number, at least six wellness companies all over the country. And he's, he has served many um, people around the world. And he also has a, a, a lab, lab company. And so, and so in short, he's a doctor, he's an entrepreneur, he's, he's a father, he's, he's you know, and a, a husband. So he's just like you and me, except that his focus is all in health and wellness because it's God's calling for him in, in that. And what I wanted actually, so Dr. Nupilte, I don't know how you feel, but it's been a year already. It's over a year. So what I wanted us to start maybe is what are we seeing good? Okay. Let us see good things. So well, we are seeing a lot of good things. We really are. We're seeing, you know, 2020 to me was a year of 2020 vision, right? We're able to see what's really going on and more people have been woken up, if you will, to to a lot of things, to the fact that they need to be more uh, responsible for their life, more responsible for their health. Um, and they need to engage with people other than the mainstream media telling them what to do. Um, I also think that it's been amazing that you know, more and more people are seeking God. I mean, it's it's been reported that in 2020 to present time, more people have sought God than than in any time that we've been alive, which I think is an amazing thing, you know, in and within itself. And and that people are now, how do I say this politely? They're questioning everything. You know, when I was raised, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself and you ask other people. Well, I see more people and hear more people now asking questions, and that's that's the only way that we can we can we can elevate, right? And and that's what makes us better people and and better as a community. So I see that. I also see a lot of people coming together in groups. Um, I've seen people come together that that you would not have thought would have come together before. I've seen all types of professionals come together that used to have problems with each other. All types of races, religions, cultures, all coming together to help each other. And that truly, that truly is a blessing. So there, there really has been, uh, Grace, there's been so many blessings that have happened over the last, gosh, like you said, over a year, it's almost 14, 15 months. It just, it's, it seems like just yesterday, right? But, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's always a blessing to all things that are out there. And uh, there's so many that have happened, you know, during and around COVID-19. It sort of reminded me, reminds me of when you're giving, when someone is giving birth, the pregnancy, and yeah. even if you yourself do not give birth, but technically you are partner of your wife giving birth. So you go through all these difficult times and then, you know, you nurture everything else, put nutrients, love and all that. And then suddenly the birth comes. And so, yeah, I see that a lot. And, and also what I've learned personally is that it's good time to weed, weed certain things and mm -hmm. certain people yeah. and not, not weeding situation out of anger, but out of just respect and love that maybe you, it helps each and each and all of us to grow together because yeah. it's like a, a spiritual awakening of calling. So, and 
I, I'm, can you share your thoughts on what's happening right now in, um, in India? Because so it's just people are asking what happened. It seemed before they had like, they were sort of out of danger. They're less numbers. Although I don't know if those numbers are true or not, but right. sadly, now they're always on the headline. What are your thoughts on that? Well, here, here's what we, here's, first of all, I haven't been to India, so I haven't seen it firsthand. And that's, that's to me, if I can't see it, it's hard to believe it unless I know somebody's there, right? Well, it just so happens that we know quite a few doctors that practice all over India. And I'm on a call at least once a week with uh, a group of doctors. Sometimes there's 80, 70, 80 plus doctors on this group from all over the, the, the world. And in the last few weeks, there have been a few doctors from India that have been coming on and explaining what's happening in India. And let me just say this, from the data that we're getting and from the information that we're getting from literally doctors, medical doctors, uh, psychiatrists, uh, nutritionists, all kinds of Ayurvedic uh, practitioners that live in India, they said that what you're seeing on the television is not what's really happening. There are not people falling over dead in the streets. There are not people. Now, again, I'm not there, but I'm telling you what they're telling me. And I thought it was very interesting. And I knew this, but when one of the doctors showed a graph that showed that, man, how well India was doing with infection and death rates, they were doing amazing. Like, like there's billions of people in India, billions. And they were doing, they were doing better than almost anybody else out there combined. Well, then what they showed was the graph that showed the correlation between increased uh, vaccinations, increased shots, and all of a sudden there's an increased death. And there's so much. I just had an amazing conversation with Sherry Tenpenny uh, just yesterday about, you know, the, 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 the mutant strands and what's happening and how, how so much of the um, problems are happening after mass inoculations are, are, are hitting communities. So we do know that uh, just like most numbers, they've been overinflated and they use fear. Fear is a, is a tactic to motivate people. Humans by nature are moved towards pleasure and away from fear. And so um, right now they're using the fear in India saying, oh, there's an Indian virus mutation that's coming around. Well, we've already dealt with all these different mutant strands. And by the way, this, the, 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 if, you, if you've heard of the drift, there's something of virology, they talk about the drift of a virus, which means once it mutates from one to the next, the drift is so minuscule that virologists are saying that these, these mutations are not doing what people say that they're doing. They're absolutely not doing that. They're, they're, I believe, 0.03% in the drift, which is, you can't really even tell the difference in it. So, it, it, Grace, if you look back over the last 14, 15 months of all the misinformation that we've truly gotten, when they told us that masks were going to help us, well, we found we know that wasn't right, and now the whole world knows that's not right. When we came out as medical professionals and said, the PCR testing is flawed. It was never meant to do what they're doing it for right now. And if the cycle amplification level is above a, a 35 to 36, you're going to see false positives in the United States. We're running between 42 and 50. And now all of a sudden, they all of a sudden, once the vaccine comes out, now amplification cycles go below a 28. It doesn't take a whole lot of common sense to realize that we've been lied to and manipulated. And I believe that's what's happening in India right now as well. And what came into my mind also, Dr. Nipute and also Jane, is that um, if it's really a natural type of disaster, it's like our body can handle it very well, especially for uh, people who are in living situations like in the Philippines, in India, and you know, in the third world countries where we don't always have a clean water as if our body was able to adapt and adjust so that always kind of ready for any kind of uh, battle with whatever you call it bacteria or virus but then when it's something else it's you know it's a little difficult and of course it also reminded me that it growing up in the Philippines during the Marcos regime time during the martial law that when there's that hype of certain thing is like a smoke only. It's just mm -hmm. smoke. Always try to see what other topics are not being talked about. And anyway, we'll just continue this conversation and I'll let Jane pitch in with her thoughts because I know she has a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I did get some information from India 
from a homeopath who was living there. And he said that it was affecting the upper and middle class, which he thought maybe the lower class had some sort of immunity. But would there be a connection to vaccination if that was the case? So interestingly enough, if you look at in India, who are the classes of people that are getting that have more access to the inoculations? It is the middle and upper class. And so for, for the past 15 years, we have supported through our organization, Wellness Warrior, which is my nutritional company. We've built we've built over 30 different wells in India and we put churches there and wells. And and, and I will tell you that the the lower class, I mean, literally most of these people live hand to mouth, whatever they make during the day, that's what they eat with at nighttime. And, and poverty there is at such a high amount. It's, it's just unbelievable. And, and, you know, they have leper colonies and everything there. And it's interesting how it seems as though that those groups are not being affected as much as the upper and middle class are. And there's a direct correlation between the injections and, and the, the death rates. It's a fact. I mean, if you look at, look at all the things else, I mean, that, that we've been misinformed about, right? The uh, just as of May the 14th, just a couple days ago here in the United States, the uh, the vaccine adverse reactions update came out and over 4000 deaths have occurred in relationship to this injection in the United States, over 200,000 injuries and hospitalizations alone. In 1973, we stopped or 1975, we stopped the swine flu uh, injections uh, protocols after 53 deaths. And now we have 4000. We're like, ah the risk is worth the benefits, right? Like it doesn't, I don't, I can't compute that. And, you know, now we're seeing reports. There was uh, over 94, 9,943 kids that have already had adverse reaction. We started, just started inoculating children here. And I, I'm just, it's just amazing what we're seeing and how, how nobody, how they're trying to paint a picture. Like I just saw this, I just saw this article. It was just literally was just sent to me. Let me, let me read this this to you. I, I, it was from a, a doctor who you've had on your program before. And she sent me this and it says, um, deaths following the Pfizer jab are exceeding those of the AstraZeneca shots. Although experts say that many of the casualties were over the age of 74 with weaker immune systems and pre-existing medical conditions. Okay. That was a, that was on a news release. They're trying to sensitize us to go, well, people who get the vaccine, only the old sick people are going to die. Well, guess what? They tried to sensitize us to the fact that when you have COVID, only the old, weak, and sick people die. So what is it? Because it can't be both. Does that make sense? What they're trying to do to us? And that's, it's just people, I don't know how people can't see that. Yeah. And, and we were to protect them at that time, right? Of course. Well, and then, and then, so who were the first people that we wanted to give the injections to frontline healthcare workers and the old and the frail? Well, the majority of people that are dying, uh, from the, from the jabs, uh, are 74 years and older. Well, those are the people that were dying from COVID-19 before. So what's yeah. going on here? I mean, it so, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So what are, what would the jab cause for people to die? Well, here's what I'll tell you. There was a study that was done out of Stanford University recently, within the last six or seven months. And what they did was they took the spike protein antibody. And what they did was they, they, they put it on 57 different tissues, tissues from all over the human body, lung tissues, brain tissues, reproductive tissues, all kinds of tissues. And they found that 20, it was either 20 to 23 of those tissues had a negative response to that. And if you have negative responses, that can cause things like blood clots. That can cause things like, I mean, people are having strokes. People are having heart attacks. I mean, it causes autoimmune problems. And if you look at the vaccine adverse uh, reaction forms, the, uh, the clotting, the heart issues, the anaphylaxis are the highest. But that's within like the first 14 days of getting it. Our biggest concern, and even on local news, they were talking about the potential pandemic of what's going to be happening in the future of of autoimmune diseases. You know, this is the way that these, because again, they tried to, to convince us that, that an MRNA, a messenger RNA injection is not going to affect your DNA. Well, I mean, water affects my DNA. My thoughts affect my DNA. 
DNA is definitely going to affect my DNA. And that's what's getting put in us. It's messenger DNA. It's mRNA. And, and we're seeing this, and, and I hope we get into this topic of shedding, because we're seeing this transcription thing happening where, where people are getting, especially females. I just had a call this morning with Christiane Northrup, amazing medical doctor. If you've not had Christiane on your program, you should have her on. And we were talking about, it was me, her, and Larry Pilevsky. And we were talking about, about the female issues that women are having right now. We're seeing so many women reporting abnormal cycles, you know, heavy menstrual flows that they haven't had in months, years, or even decades and miscarriages. Larry was telling me that he, he's seeing miscarriages in his practice, uh, 18 to 30 weeks into that doesn't happen, you know, and they're seeing a huge rise on all that. So, you know, when, when we all came out and said, Hey, we're concerned about these jabs, the spike protein can cause these negative effects on placenta. They said, Oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists. Well, guess what? Now it's true. It was true. Then it's true. Now, you know, look at all these people that potentially have adverse reactions. It was true. Then it's true. Now, you know, and it's just like, my question is why, why can we not have a conversation about this? You know, we we've asked multiple times to have conversations about all this stuff, even all the way up here in America with Tony Fauci. We've said, Hey, we'd love to have a, a, a civil deb- debate. Let's talk about your science versus our science and let's let the people make their own decision. I, I actually had a complaint against my license. Oh, I think it was April or May of 2020 because on, on one of the interviews I did, I said that, Hey, I'll tell you, and I'm not a virologist, but I'm a doctor and I have common sense. And I understand how viruses work because I was educated on it. And I've been helping people with viruses and viral symptoms for two decades. I said, this doesn't act like a normal virus. You know, when the flu comes around every year, we can usually figure out the combination of take this, take that, do this, and 24 to 40 hours later, you're feeling better. We couldn't figure this out. When, when January of, of 2019 was here, you know, Jan, uh, 2020 came, December of, of 2019, we were seeing this weird respiratory thing hanging on for three to four weeks with people. And I said, this thing acts like it's not man-made. And I said that publicly. I said, well, and then we found out all the stuff about the Wuhan lab and the funding from, you know, um, where the money came from and where it went on. And we got reprimanded for that. They literally reprimanded. And then just today, just today, after last week's, um, you know, throwing under the bus of Tony Fauci, uh, the uh, the Biden administration opened up an investigation uh, on the Wuhan lab. Because this is not a real, this is not a normal virus. I mean, I don't see how it could be you know, and, and I'm not the only doctor that feels that way. But again, if we talk about it, you know, they throw us under the bus and say, you're crazy and conspiracy theorists. But if you don't have anything to hide, why do we not have a conversation about it? Prove us wrong. And then we'll be gone. You know what I mean? It's just that simple, but they're not willing to have that conversation because they will get destroyed because they're not scientists. They're political scientists. And there's a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, most doctors take an oath of do no harm and informed consent. And you would think it with this kind of reaction that's happening, that the news, it would be everywhere, but why isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Wow. Isn't that the question? Um, It is on the news, but the news is spinning it a certain way. I mean, you can look this up. This is common. We know this to be true. We know that the news organizations, the big news organizations have gotten federal money in America and they have to follow a certain agenda. I have very close friends of mine that are in media, very close friends. And if they deviate from the associated press release that comes out every morning at 4.30 in the morning, there's a fax that goes through and it goes to almost every news desk across the country and it's the associated press. This is what's in the news These are the talking points is what you're supposed to be reporting on. When people say they read the news, what they're doing is they're literally reading that paper because they're not telling you the news. They're reading you the news. They're not going out and discovering and exploring and all this stuff. They're reading it to you. I have some friends of mine that, that know what we know and know the truth. And I've showed them, I mean, data after data, after data, they they cannot argue. It is completely irrefutable information. And I said, guys, you can't go on TV and tell everybody this because you'll lose your job in a heartbeat. I said, wait until it's the right time. And and that's what's happening. So the media is controlled. There's something known as Operation Mockingbird that's been going on here in the United States, which is so crazy because if you literally turn the news on, which I haven't, we haven't had television in our house for over seven months and it's been 
awesome. Um, if you flip from you know channel to channel, they're literally all saying the same thing, the same thing. And and then whenever someone goes, when a video slips out virally that talks about the truth, fifty million people see it, and the next thing you know, that person gets that person gets um, you know hammered by the federal government or they get called a quack or get ran under the mud or whatever. And, and, and now in America, we're really, a lot of Americans are waking up going, listen, we know this is BS. We're not really sure what we can do about it yet, but we don't even listen to the main, most of us don't even listen to the mainstream anymore. In fact, I, I saw a report two weeks ago that showed that trust in the mainstream media is down 78% across the board with Americans. So people, People watch it because they're just used to watching it, but they don't believe it, you know? So it's pretty wild. And follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. So many doctors that I know, lawyers that I know, news, uh, you know, affiliates and anchors said, I would love to tell what I know, but I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my money. Follow the money. So one other question. I think it's important that someone taking um, an experimental drug or an emergency, whatever it is, should be at least informed before they take it of what the side effects could be. Why is this not happening? Why do people not know? You mean why are they not following the laws called informed consent? Because I know as a doctor, if I do a procedure or give a product to someone and I don't tell them the risk versus benefits, that not only can they sue the product, but they can sue the doctor, literally take me completely out of business and I could lose my license. So why they're not following the law? That's a really, that's a really good question Um, because they're not. And, and I just saw today, I just saw today here in America, they're trying to push this jab so hard that they're literally letting anyone do the injection. You can go through and do a, a, a weekend course on how to give an injection to somebody. And um, if you are any kind of healthcare professional, or if you stayed at a Holiday Inn Select last night, uh, that's a joke, by the way. Apparently, you can go ahead and give the injection if you want, because th- that's just how absurd we've gotten in our world, at least here in America. And I know in Europe, it's uh, it's very, very, very crazy in Europe right now. I do know that. But how can the rules be so different when you have to give complete informed consent, and yet there is nothing for this? People like are not even aware that there's a side effect. Jane, let me ask you a question. What makes a rule a rule? Somebody has to enforce that rule. Somebody has to enforce that rule. That's the thing. If it's not enforced, then you could be breaking the rule all the time. But if it's not enforced, so finally, after after 12 months of pulling out what little hair I actually had in the first place, we actually, last Friday, we filed last Friday with the group of doctors and lawyers that we work with. We filed a TRO, which is a, uh, cease and desist um, against the um, uh, moving forward with the vaccines for the children. And what was interesting about this is that the um, that the judge that heard this, and I'm a doctor, not a lawyer, but the judge that had this come across their 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 desk said, "Well, I'm not giving you a ruling of yes or no. What I'm saying is the other side needs to have an opportunity to see this." It was a 92 page cease and desist TRO. They're usually like five pages long. And, and so that was a very big shot across the bow. I know Reiner's uh, Fulmic's doing a lot of work in, in, in Europe and, and he's working with us here in the States as well. And there are thousands of lawsuits that are being filed all across the country for all kinds of things. Like for example, you cannot in the schools, there's a lot of confusion and confusion leads to uncertainty, which leads to well, doing the wrong thing. And for example, we have a lot of local high schools here, kids that are between the ages of 14 and, and 18 in a school. And um, they're sending out memos saying that if, you're, if you want your children to participate in the sports, that we expect them to be fully vaccinated by next year. That's illegal. They can't do that. But they don't know they can't do that until somebody calls them and says, that is against the law. In fact, OSHA says that if you're going to require this to be done, you're going to be responsible if there's a negative effect because the manufacturers aren't the, the the federal government already said oh don't worry about it if you hurt somebody we can't we can't do anything about it by the way there's some big loopholes in that that we found that I cannot talk about until the lawsuits are out but it's it's all about Jane somebody has to enforce those 
And the reality is, you know whose responsibility it is? It's our responsibility. We the people, if we are a, if we are a law-abiding uh, uh, community and, and we, we, these are the rules that we have to follow, it's up to us to enforce those rules as well. And if we don't, if we don't and we just sit idly by and ask the question, well, why isn't this being enforced and we don't pursue to enforce it, then we're part of the problem. At least that's my opinion. <laughs> and so that's why we've been working with these, these groups of attorneys all across the country. And we've been filing lots of lawsuits and there's more coming down the pipe. But there's so much mis and disinformation out there. And what's really interesting, Jane, is this, is here in America, you know, from a legal standpoint, what you say means something, but what's written down is even more powerful. So like NIH and CDC and all these FDA organizations have written down, like, for example, it's written down. Dr. Amanda Cohen made sure that it was written down from the FDA that it says, because these are experimental vac experimental jabs and they're underneath an emergency use authorization, they cannot be mandated. It's written that way. Mm -hmm. But yet then you've got somebody that comes on television and says, well, I think they should be mandatory and everybody should get them. So then people go, well, that guy works for the government, says they should be mandatory, so therefore I should go get it. And then when somebody gets injured, gets hurt, and they say, well, that doctor said it's mandatory, they say, well, it's written down right here that it wasn't mandatory. But people don't read. They yeah. only hear. And that's part of the problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's the whole subject of coercion. I've seen everything from offering French fries if you get the jab. Is that allowed if you sell a supplement? So check this out. In America, this is how, like, like, I don't even believe this is real. Like, I'm still waiting for somebody to pinch me and go, hey, you've been sleeping for 14 months? Because there's no way this is, like, for real. In the state of Ohio, the governor of Ohio announced a week ago, two weeks ago, I forget when it was, but he says, we have $5 million, and we're going to do a drawing. We're going to, if you go and get the vaccine, if you go and get the injection, we're going to put your name in a drawing, and we're going to do five drawings for a million dollars apiece. Let, mm -hmm. me, let me explain something. As a doctor in America, there's a law that says that if I coerce someone, if I bribe them to come into my practice for anything more than $15, $15 is different than a million, okay? I don't know if you have a calculator, but there's a big difference there. But I can't legally give you a, a water bottle, a book bag, or anything that's above $15, but the governor of Ohio can give you a million dollars if you come and get the jab and they put you in a lotto for that. And if you get injured and get hurt, there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's no repercussion. And by the way, where's that money coming from? That's COVID relief money. That's federal taxpayers money here in America. People are just like, I don't think they realize how screwed they really are. They've taken our taxpayer money to make these injections. Then they're taking our taxpayer money to pay people to deliver the injections. Then they're taking our money. They put in this, um, they made this, uh, fund called the uh no fault fund is what the name of it is nobody's fault if you got hurt but we got a little bit of money set aside that's taxpayer money for that then they took 1.8 billion dollars and because people weren't getting there's vac there's they call it vaccine hesitancy and so they put 1.8 billion dollars into a fund that came from federal money to market for this thing so we made it, we paid for the distribution, we paid for the cleanup, we paid for the problem, and we pay for the marketing. And, they're, and we're the ones that have to get it. It's the, I mean, it's a genius business model if you're the most evil, corrupt person on the planet. And that's what these people are. So yeah, there's a little bit of coercion going on, Jane, just a little bit. <laughs> I know they've paid people, um, just the average person on social media as well, to come up with the best slogan and you know, that kind of thing as well. But let's pass it to Hartlett. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Dr. Nepote, thank you so much for being again here. I'm sorry for the little bit delay. Um, no but um, the, the thing is, um, what I've found out is that the, let's say it this way, um, I, I think that this, is a huge non-touching torture. I talk about this in many, in many interviews already. And um, the problems concerning the non-touching torture is that this is sub is working subconsciously. And, um, and we have the problem on the one hand that now after one year, 
the people are really tired. The BDNF protein, the hormone hormones doesn't don't work anymore, so they are not able to manage um, their their daily life. They are not able to fight. Yeah, yeah, and um, and interesting is they they don't want to take the jab because of the virus. They want to take the jab in order to travel again, in order to have a normal life again. Yeah, 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 and. Um, and if um, if someone would read the uh, Amnesty International report from 1974 concerning torture, they would see that after one year, if someone is tortured, he starts to defend the torturer and also the methods. Yeah. And this is um, and this is the situation in which we are getting now. This means uh, the people who are awake, the people who refuse to take the jet get punished by the people around them yeah yeah you know first of all great question and and what i what our observation is has been this is well first of all people are again moved towards pleasure or away from pain and right now i mean a great point in case i just talked yesterday to a mother who was just in tears because her 16 year old daughter came home from school just the other day and said mom can I please get this jab? And her mom says, why? She goes, because all of my other friends have it. And I, there, there's, there's some parents that won't let us come to the house unless we do. And there's just, there's a lot of social pressure for it. No science, social pressure, right? I mean, we've forgotten that this disease has a 99.997.6% survivability rate with most people. And we've forgotten that we have already reached herd immunity naturally. We've forgotten that natural immunity outweighs an injection, uh, I mean, astronomically. You know, we've forgotten all those things that we haven't talked about because, like you said, people are so beaten down. And, you know, it's human nature to most human nature is just to, we're like, a, we got that herd mentality, right? We ju we're just going to follow the person in front of us, right? Most people, human nature is we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to cause a problem. We don't want to cause a stir. I mean, <laughs> that's nature. But the problem is, is that that's not worked out for humans ever. That didn't work out during the Roman Empire. That didn't work out during Nazi Germany. That is not working out now. I mean, history repeats itself. It's cyclical. And until enough people go, wait a minute, this isn't okay, and start waking up other people, and here's why, with some common sense. Like, a common sense thing would be this. Somebody explain to me. If you're vaccinated and I'm not, why are you worried? What are you worried about? Your vaccine's perfect. It works. It helps you. What, what is the, you're protected against me. I'm the one that's going to be sick. I'm the one that's going to die. Apparently I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, by the way, people that haven't vaccinated, people haven't worn a mask. We all are supposed to be dead by now. Anyway, what happened? You know? So there's just, it's, it's not common sense. I call it COVID sense. And there's a lot of that going on. Hartmouth right now, a lot of it here in America. And I know, in Europe as well, it's it's equally bad, if not worse, in some areas. Yes, it is because uh, already I think forty or forty-five percent are already vaccinated in Germany, and yeah. this is a lot. And um, also in the other countries, and um, uh, we had here in Germany some doctors and some uh, naturopath who have um, uh, examined the blood and. Uh, they could find the nanoparticles in the blood after yeah. the vaccination. Well, it's they're not even arguing that it's not. I mean, they're not even saying that it's not in there. I mean, it's they're saying that they're using lipid proteins. That's nanoparticles. That's nanotechnology. They're not even denying it anymore. You know, I mean, okay, so you've probably seen uh, the, the social media videos of people putting a magnet on their arm. That's a legitimate thing. That really, I didn't believe it at first. And then I did it on some people and I couldn't believe it. And then what's really even more bizarre is I have a radio frequency and a magnetic frequency EMF readers. There's a RF frequency on the side that they got it and not one on the one that they did it. What's that all about? No one's questioning that, right? Well, they are, but they're not allowed to ask the questions publicly and see what happens. What happened in America when we finally got to ask the question publicly, when, when, one of our senators, we have a senator um, out of Kentucky. His name is Rand Paul. And a week or so ago, he it was a Monday or a Tuesday, he, he had Tony Fauci in front of him 
at the Senate and said, you know, grilled him about funding the Wuhan lab. And he said, no, we didn't fund the lab. We funded this other guy named Peter Dusik and his organization. Whatever they did with the money has got nothing to do with us, right? He, they, the, the American government gave money to this guy. He then gave it to the lab in Wuhan, China. Whatever they did, we didn't give it to him. So he's trying to he's trying to say, well, it wasn't him because he didn't do it directly. So then what happens? Then they open up an investigation the next day. Then what happens? Then a lawsuit gets filed against Tony Fauci. Then what happens? The CDC that day, literally Thursday of last week or whatever week it was, they said, take your mask off. Everybody take your mask off. If you've been vaccinated, you definitely can keep it off. If you haven't been vaccinated, then you're supposed to keep it on, but we're not going to ask you because it's against ADA and HIPAA laws for us to ask you. We're going to be on the honor system. So just like that, whenever the public got to see some questioning, it was over. And that's what's happened. And now, now because there's been so much public outcry behind it, and now we're seeing all these other documents coming to the light here in America, now the, the, the Biden administration just this morning announced an investigation into the Wuhan lab again. And when it comes out, that yes, gain of function studies were done there, and that 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 virus started there. Which, by the way, common sense already tells us the first two people that were infected in the history of infection of of COVID nineteen came out of that lab. Like, I don't know, I don't understand where the disconnect is with people. It doesn't make any sense. So then the question is going to be, how's the world going to respond to that? Are we going to unite? Are we going to divide even more? Are we going to have war? What's going to happen next? And, you know, we're living in very interesting and exciting times. Um, you know, I tell my kids, I said, you guys, make sure you're paying attention because the stuff that we're going through right now is going to be written about in history books and you'll be reading about it and your kids, kids, kids will be reading about it because it's monumental what's happening because the level of corruption, lies, deceit, and just global destruction that's happened, it's, it's, it's astounding. So... It is. I had um, I have um, let's say a secret source uh, from um, from the east part of the world. Yeah, and he said a very very interesting thing. He said that um, he is of the opinion that after the meeting between Joe Biden and uh, Putin, the coronavirus is maybe finished. This I will be- I, I will tell you this. I've heard some similar stuff here in America. And I will also I will also tell you that, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, the 4th of July is our Independence Day here in America. And we're, you know, a couple of weeks away from that. Right. And the word on the street and even Biden has said that um, 4th of July is going to be America's Independence Day again. Don't know what that fully means. There's a lot of speculation around it. But I think it's interesting that if you look at the fact that literally last week, the CDC said we no longer need to be wearing masks uh, if you're vaccinated. And if you don't aren't vaccinated, we're not going to really question it. It's an honor system. I don't know how it is in other countries, but America's most of us were like, okay, I got your honor right here, you know? So, and it was just over like that. And nobody even questioned it. Nobody even said, well, what do you mean masks don't work? They never did. Why did we wear them in the first place? What do you mean social distancing didn't work? Why did we do it in the first place? What do you mean asymptomatic spread is completely bogus? We talked about it forever. What do you mean the PCR test is completely fraud? And why did why why did you guys discredit and throw all these doctors, doctors, not just random folks, highly educated people that do this for a living? Why do you go, those guys are quacks and crooks and charlatans and snake oil salesmen. Don't you think you should bring them back up and go, hey, man, sorry, we screwed up? Like there should be some type of like when there's a problem that's happened and the resolution's there, you're supposed to debrief and figure out how that problem can never happen again. That hasn't happened. And uh, because it's not over yet, this is all political. It's psychological optics. This is all bogus, 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 bogus for a damn flu that by the way, the numbers came out, You, the numbers in Canada came out and they showed that there were not more deaths last year than there was the year before. The American numbers came out as well and showed the same thing. And then they retracted the numbers. You cannot get, still to this date, you cannot get clear death numbers in America. And we know that the F, the, the CDC said that only 94% or that 94% of people died of multiple comorbidities, which are the same people that are dying of the 
injection. When does the insanity stop? And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I'm very concerned, and I don't know if you all are, but the conversations that I've had with doctors and scientists and virologists across the globe about what's gonna happen in the fall when the viral load comes up again. And if you remember the SARS-CoV-1 studies that were done and how all the ferrets died, well, there's going to be a lot of dead ferrets coming up in the fall. And I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. And I know a lot of our doctors are as well. And I pray every day that we're wrong, but the science doesn't show that we are. And um, we haven't been wrong about anything yet. And I really pray to God that we're wrong about this. There's a lot going on with this, with this, um, you know, this, this, this autoimmune enhanced uh, antibody enhanced disease that could potentially happen. Scary. And the situation is, as this is also nanotechnology, no one knows whether the people are, well, whether the vaccine people do affect the unvaccinated people. Yeah, this is also, and this is, in my opinion, at the moment, uh, to make everything open again, is for me a perverted herd immunization because now the vaccine people and the unvaccinated people sit together because they want to socialize yeah they do it then they then they spread the vaccination maybe also the spike protein we don't know it yeah we don't know it well we we, we there there's a we do know it i mean in the data the data shows uh, that 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 there is they don't call it they don't call it shedding They call it transferase or transferring. You can, through your exosomes and your dead uh, viruses in your body, through your saliva, your spit, your semen, your fecal matter, your sweat, that can transfer from one person to the other. We know that's happening right now. Now, it's interesting if you think about herd immunity, because if you think about herd immunity, the definition of herd immunity has always been, up until just last year, has always been when a certain percent, which used to be 57 to 60%, of people were either exposed or inoculated to a virus uh, that they could have, you know, herd immunity. And, and they changed that uh, to now 70% of people just vaccinated. They totally took out the whole natural immunity, which a recent study just came out on Monday uh, that showed that, that uh, you can actually have uh, natural antibodies with coronaviruses for with this virus since the beginning, over a year, right? Over a year, you could have it. And other coronavirus have shown to have um, immunology for 17, 18, 20, 30 plus years. Now think about this. Dr. Ioannidis at Stanford showed that um, there was a small percentage, some 18 to 20% of people that have T-cell immunity prior to COVID-19 coming to America because of COVID exposure before. Remember, there's seven coronaviruses, five of which are, are most commonly affecting humans. Um, I mean, that's just, it's that's the number one cause of respiratory issues in the fall. That's just what we deal with. We're used to dealing with coronaviruses, a simple cold and flu. Yes, one so, third of all viruses. All, yeah. Blue, all coronaviruses, yes. So, so 20% of, of the population already had immunity before it even got here. Now you've got however many Hundreds of millions of people have been exposed to it naturally. And then you've got all these other folks that have gotten in. We've, we are way past herd immunity. That's why, like, if you talk to true epidemiologists and uh, Didier Raoult and, and, and uh, by, by the way, you, if you have not seen his new work that's out, he basically came out in the most polite way and said, this data doesn't make sense. It's all been manipulated and it's fraud. That's what he said. I mean, that's what he said. Uh, and I don't speak French that well, so I had it translated twice. But but that's what it said. And so yes. at what point it. do we at what point do we go, all right, we gotta now debrief and figure out how do we never let this happen again? 60%. There's a 60% increase in suicides in America. 60%. It is now the number one cause of death of teenagers in America. Suicide. Wow. We let that happen. Crazy. Yeah, this is this is the torture. This is again the torture thing because yeah. after one year, the hormone system is completely um, destroyed—not destroyed, but reduced—and so 
you have no oxytocin anymore you have no um, dopamine anymore the bndf protein doesn't work the brain doesn't work uh, the people don't realize that and for this reason they accept it you're you're right so check this out i don't know if you have the same problem in europe as we do in america i know it wasn't as, as bad but we had a an opioid crisis right and we declared war against opioids in 2016 2016, 2017, 2018, we're making progress. We're going from 70,000 people a year to 68 to 65 to 60. Last year in 2020, there was a 135% increase in opioid deaths in America. Nobody's talking about that. 80,000 people died from properly prescribed medications. And that's another one of the things that just, like there's so much more destruction that happened because of our reaction to this whole thing than to the actual thing itself. And that's a big yeah. problem. Yeah. And, uh, and as, as we can see, for example, in Germany, the, the forces get said that stronger and stronger and the, and the, the laws are, uh, they make the prison more and more. For example, if in Germany, um, a children does not want to make a test, um, the the youth welfare office can come and can take the children from the from the parents. Yeah, only if they don't do, if they don't want to make the tests, and uh, think this only exponentially couple in the next couple of months, then you know already the answer. What's going to happen? What's going to happen in Europe? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So so think about this. One of the one of the theories and ideas that are out there is that now we're politically in America, we're making decisions always politically, not off of science. We politically made decisions to wear masks, to social distance, to shut down business. That was a political decision. We've now politically made a decision to take those off and forget social distancing. And we've made that political decision, at least in certain states. If you're a democratic state, oh no, you're still on lockdown. You're Republican, it's open, which is really weird. But uh, one of the theories is in the fall, when that viral load goes up and the ferrets get exposed to the pathogen in real life and death happens, or uh, in fact, the paper, I forget the paper that was out. It showed that breakthrough cases, breakthrough cases, which are fully injected people that are getting, that are getting uh, uh, sick, uh, 60 to 7% of those cases are from fully inoculated people. And they're saying that a third of those people potentially could die in the fall. That was a paper that recently came out. And what they're saying is, well, they're going to blame it on the fact that politically we should have never, we should have never stopped wearing the mask. We should have never stopped socially. We should have never stopped our business or going back to business. We should have never stopped that. And they're going to blame the people that didn't get the inoculation on it. When the reality of it is, is that it's because of, you know, antibody enhanced of course, uh, of, um, of course, and uh, they work from many directions. For example, by reducing the the food production, by reducing the the transport. For example, the the boxes or the yeah. For example, but by, by reducing uh, the boxes, the production of the boxes for transport and all that stuff, so that you get so that you get uh, less food and. Uh, in Germany, they think about already the situation where they will put the army in 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 power to um, to yeah to exchange to give food to the to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, the problem is what? Uh, but so far, we don't find we don't have a right answer because. Uh, we uh, Grace, we yesterday uh, last time we had Dr. Beggins on on the show. Is that correct? Dr. Beggins, he made a, br a brilliant statement uh, because when I asked him, uh, "Is this planned, or how does he see the things?" and he said a very interesting uh, thing. He said when he went to university, he thought he would meet the intelligent people, but he didn't. <laughs> then he came to <laughs> then he came to Harvard. And he said, "Now I will so now I will meet the intelligent people," but he didn't. <laughs> and this is what I really hard, 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 that, that, That's so true. Is so I remember my commencement speech uh, when I graduated and got my first doctorate. I remember the guy who gave the speech. He said, 
he was given a great speech and he said, faculty, be sure to be very nice to your A students because they will soon be your colleagues. But then he looked around and goes, you better be real nice to your C students because they're going to buy that new science building. And what he meant by that was academics and application are totally different. If you live in just the box, we stay in just the box. If we get outside the box, that's where abundance and all that stuff is. So I totally resonate with what you're saying. I mean, it makes me laugh because so many times I'll get asked to go and I've spoken at some of the most prestigious medical schools on the planet. And you'll have all these doctors with white coats and bow ties and, you know, just looking all prim. And then I come out with my cowboy boots and tight skinny jeans on. And, um, and they're like, wait a minute, this guy has 12 clinics, runs hospitals, does Yep. <laughs> so I, I get it. The, the problem is, is that there's a, a lot of what we call useful idiots that are out there. Useful idiots all over the television. Useful idiots, uh, especially um, on the political side of television, especially here in the United States. You know, it was interesting. I did an interview and somebody asked me, Dr. Nipudi, how many patients have you seen with your offices and all that kind of stuff over the course of, you know, 2019 to present and all of our practices, you know, around 400,000 office visits. That's nice. That's a lot of people. How many oh, yeah. deaths did you have? And my answer was zero. And zero, by the way, that's a, you don't got to round that up or down. It's still zero. And, um, and then they said, uh, Dr. Pudi, do you have any idea how many patients uh, Tony Fauci has seen uh, in the last 50 years? Uh, and I said, no. He goes, the same amount of people that died. Zero. The guy who's making the decisions has seen zero. And the guy who gets attacked by the government has seen 400,000 and has zero deaths. So ah, you figure out who you want to listen to. <laughs> yes. To me, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Brilliant. Hopefully yeah. I get the next call, uh, next um, next round for, to um, answer your and to ask a question. But now I give it to Grace. Thank you sure. so much, Dr. Nipoot. Sure. It was a real pleasure so far. My pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> We're having such a good time, and that's the that's the beautiful thing when we come together. Topics are really serious, but we find a way to laugh at it because that's our antidote, right, Dr. Nepute? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're totally, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, and I, um, and when I was listening to all of you, then I hear about the what comes into my mind is the greed greed and that's why you said follow the money and i don't know why it's so hard for people to follow the money maybe because a lot of people also were part of that follow the money especially for those um sorry but either scientists or all the intellectuals and intelligence and common sense don't really are not really equal and i heard i think someone said stop even doing a critical thinking just start thinking <laughs> start thinking for that <laughs> yeah. And 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 of course, um, for people who are afraid, I believe it's because we don't know our nature and what are we instead of who are we and what where, why did we become a human and also created us. So I want you to speak more on you know give for our what is empowering about being a human. Ah, well, that's one of my favorite topics to talk about because I get to talk about my favorite thing and that's God. And one thing, the one and most powerful thing that God gave us is free will. Like, so when people have asked me from the beginning, when does this end? Well, it's real simple. When we decide it does, it's just that simple. You see, it talks about in the Bible how God makes man out of his own image. So if you look in the mirror, you're looking at God. And I'm not saying I'm God, but I've got that in my makeup because he made me that way. So I have the power. You have the power. Everybody watching right now has the power. It also says God has no respecters of person. So whatever he can do for me, he can do for you and you for me and so on and so forth. So we possess so much power. It, it reminds me of the um, the poem. And I used to have it memorized. And I, I've heard Maya Angelou say it, but I know she wasn't the one that created it. It says that our, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Powerful beyond measure. And that's truly the thing. And you want to know who's more afraid of us realizing that we're powerful beyond measure? Them. And who them are are the ones that are propagating the fear, 
which is false evidence appearing real. It's all fake. And the only way to get rid of fear is to have faith and facts. They said, Dr. Naputi, you're not scared? No, why? Because I got faith in my body and I got facts here as well. And those two completely trump uh, uh, fear any day. So to me, it's all about understanding the power that we have, that our creator gave us. It says in the Bible that we have dominion over the creatures of the earth, of the sea, of the air. We have that. We have charge over angels. And I know people go, oh, he's crazy. Cool. My world's good. If yours isn't, maybe you ought to take a little dose of what Dr. Naputi's talking about. Because once you understand the power that you possess that was given to you rightfully, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to be afraid. And you don't have to be scared of what other people think or say about you because it's none of your business anyway. So I don't know if that makes sense, Grace, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I I can really appreciate that because um, I got also the impression, as I said, as I quote with Dr. Beggins, the best thing is... Uh, uh, if you go on YouTube, if you go on YouTube and you you, you type in uh, "Don't argue with idiots," you see a very good cartoon, a yeah. brilliant cartoon, yeah. and um, and this is the truth. And on the other hand, um, we have to we have to think about our dreams, what we wanted to do when we were when we had them, and if we and if we do this, then we are in the orchestra in order to do the job, what has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're talking about Dr. Peter Bregan and Dr. Bregan is, is I knew he was a really cool guy, but I had no idea that he literally is a genius and his new book that he put out literally blew my mind. When I read it, I go, this should be mandatory reading for every man, woman and child on the planet. He lays out all the psychology and the, and how that people have been duped and just, it's just, oh, it's just, it's it's amazing. And, and you know what's so cool is that that you have access to all of those people that your viewers can listen to. And that's just, that's a blessing in and itself. So kudos to all of you. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure, Dr. Nipposi. Yeah, my pleasure as always. <laughs> Jane, any last statement for Dr. Nipote? And I'll let Dr. Nipote take it away at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just piggyback on what you guys were talking about. I started a podcast when this all broke out called Empowered Mind, Empowered Health, because my specialty is knowing how the human mind is programmed. And I feel it's been programmed for 75 years leading up to this. And if people just looked inside for the answers and trusted their own heart and their own gut, we would be going in a different direction. Yeah. Amen. You're right. You know, and Jane, to piggyback with that, everybody watching right now, everybody watching and listening, they've got that small, still voice inside them that says, this isn't right. This isn't right. But then the other thing that they say is, well, what can I do? I don't have a huge podcast like you guys do. I don't have a, a huge following. I don't have everyone watching right now is an author and a publisher. You can click share and send this to your friends right now. You can tell people about this. You could go and record this and take little clips of it and share it to your friends because I'm telling you, there is a great awakening that's happening and it ain't over yet. And I'm going to tell you something. You better be ready for what's coming because if you're not physically, chemically, and spiritually ready and understand what's going on and understand that we really are in control and everything is okay and we the people are going to go through this and we're going to go through this well and understand that sometimes... Sometimes things have to reset before they can get better. And that's where we're going. But then we have to always, we have to look back. We have to look back and go, look at all the people that said this, that came to be true. Look at all the people that stood for this and stood for your freedoms and stood for your rights. Those are the people that will be standing at the end of this. And those are the people that you need to look into and go, I need to get a little bit of what they're talking about. And just, just whatever you're compelled to do, do it. However you're compelled to help someone or yourself, you should do it. You know. I believe that we all have our own divine providence. God gives us a certain gift or set of gifts that we're supposed to do. Those are our talents in life. And we're supposed to share those with the world. And if we don't, if we don't, then that's not okay. We didn't get those gifts just to keep them to ourselves. We got those because we have so much abundance that we're supposed to share that with the world. And you might say one thing to one person 
And that ripple effect effect could be so big, it could affect people from now until the to the end of time. So be brave. One of my friends, and I'll end with this. One of my friends, who's a, a Hall of Fame NFL football player, said, "You know, Eric, I want to tell you something. On a headstone, on a tombstone, somebody dies. You know what the most important thing on that tombstone is? It's not their name. It's not the day that they were born or the day they died or if they fought in the war, if they were a mother or father. It's that little dash." That little dash between the day they were born and the day that they died. What you do in that dash, what you do in that dash is the most important thing that you're ever going to be doing with in life. So what are you doing with that dash? And that's the thing I would encourage people to go is, man, I know there's more I can do. Go do it. Whatever that is, just go do it. And don't be in fear because we all got each other's back on this. So thank you guys so much for having me. I, I appreciate you all more than you know. And it's just a pleasure and an honor to, to be with you all. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure again, Dr. Nicholson. And I guess at the end, then we will hear God say, well done, my faithful servants. That's all we want, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. And yes, please share this. And thank you for every little thing that you do to contribute to your own freedom. Please strengthen your health because it's a, a lot of work. And we may get sick, but we'll bounce back. Yeah. And in my language, we say, Mabalo, thank you. God bless you all. God bless you guys. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.